0: If you're curious about your pet, then your vet wants you to know. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Your Vet Wants You to Know. Over the past few episodes, we've been learning all about ears and ear infections. I wanted to take a few minutes to discuss something I see occasionally related to ear infections, and that's oral hematomas. Now I'm going to describe for you in just a second what these are and how we address them. But before I get into that, if you're listening and you're more of a visual learner, or you just want some more information on what it is that I'm talking about, I would highly encourage you to check out the webpage related to this episode over at yourvetwantsyoutoknow.com. There's going to be lots of pictures and videos that will help you understand what I'm discussing throughout the episode, including procedures that I described for treatment. So what is a hematoma? An oral hematoma is a buildup of bloody fluid within the ear flap. And I wanna give you some definitions so that you can follow along. Aural means relating to the ear. Sounds like oral, meaning the mouth, but this is A-U instead of O, so aural instead of oral. Now hematoma means a swelling made up of blood. So an aural hematoma is a swelling of blood in the ear. In this situation, it's not exactly blood. Most often, the fluid that collects in the ear is usually just inflammatory fluid mixed in with some blood, giving it that bloody color. And that's why it's so important for part of our treatment plan to include bringing down the inflammation so there's less fluid being made. The most common place for this to occur is the ear flap, also known as the pinna. In one study, 80% of dogs with oral hematomas had pendulous ears. And what that means is that the ears are long and floppy. And the majority of these dogs that had oral hematomas were over 18 kilograms or over 40 pounds. And if you think about this, it makes sense. You know, what type of dog is going to be the most likely to really do some damage to their ear flaps when they're whacking their heads back and forth because their ears are bothering them? And that's how these hematomas usually develop. There may be an underlying component to how fragile the cartilage in the ear flap is because it's the breaks in the cartilage that trigger that fluid to start building up. Basically, something makes these dogs shake their heads, sometimes just mildly because of fragile cartilage to begin with. And when that cartilage breaks, the fluid has no place to go except between the cartilage and the skin, creating this squishy, painful bulge in the ear. Over two-thirds of dogs with oral hematomas also have secondary ear infections with either bacteria or yeast or a combination of the two. So it's really important for your vet to be able to diagnose and treat those infections. Dr. Megan Painter from The Allergic Dog just did several discussions on ear infections. So if you haven't already, take a moment to go back and listen to episodes 44 and 45 if you really want to learn more about understanding the primary ear disease and how to get control of the ear infection. And Dr. Ashley Bourgeois from the DermVet also does a great explanation on what cytology is and how it helps us to be able to provide relief. This may or may not have been published research, but it's my personal experience that the majority of ear infections develop at 2 a.m. when you're trying to sleep and your dog starts whacking its ears back and forth like a windmill. Thank you, Russell Sprout, my own personal allergic dog. Now, there are several reasons to treat oral hematomas when they develop. Firstly, the longer the fluid causes severe swelling, the more pain and scarring occurs. This can also make it more likely for recurrence of hematomas in the future. So it's ideal to treat as quickly as you notice that squishy fluid building up in the ear flap and work with your veterinarian to figure out why this happened in the first place. You know, episodes one through eight of the podcast are all about allergies. Plus, there's a free allergies toolkit on the website that will help you come up with a great management plan with your veterinarian for your allergic dog. Check all that out at yourvetwantsyoutoknow.com. Our strategy when approaching hematomas should be three components. Number one, decrease swelling. We want that inflammatory fluid to stop being made. Number two, provide drainage. We want that fluid out of the ear flap And number three, promote adhesions. We want the skin to stick to the underlying cartilage again. So let's talk about each one of these three approaches. First, we're going to decrease swelling. And this is typically done using steroids, such as prednisone, dexamethasone, triamcinolone, Medrol, lots of different steroids are available. And if you want to hear more about steroids, Dr. Curtis Plowgen and I discuss steroids in detail in episode six. Steroids help bring down inflammation, so this helps us to stop the buildup of more fluid. Steroids can be used orally, which means giving them by mouth, injectably, so your veterinarian may give an injection in the clinic, topically, so you may be giving a steroid into the ear, and often a combination of these. Next, we're going to provide drainage, and this can be done through several different techniques. I'm going to mostly focus on two that were recently evaluated in a large study published in the Journal of the American Veterinary Medical Association in their first supplemental issue. If you're a vet listening and you want to check out that study, it will be listed in the references on the webpage, along with the transcript for today. Now, there are risks and benefits to each method for providing drainage, which we will discuss Ultimately, the technique used is determined by the individual pet, so it's important to come up with a specific plan together with your veterinarian. With a local corticosteroid infusion method, we're going to insert a catheter with a needle into the ear flap to allow all of the fluid to be drained out of that ear. Then while keeping the needle in the ear, We're going to use that to inject a steroid directly between the skin and the underlying cartilage. Then we'll place a close fitting bandage around the ear and press it against the head to promote adhesion between the skin and the underlying cartilage while the ear heals. There's lots of benefits to this particular method. There's no sedation or anesthesia needed. And for the majority of animals with hematomas, this procedure is really well tolerated. I will often use lidocaine on top of the skin to numb where I'm going to make my poke. But honestly, it's a very small needle and most animals don't react when we place that needle in there. Some pets, especially those who are fearful, anxious, or stressed, may actually do better with sedation anyway, so that may be something that your veterinarian recommends, even with this local corticosteroid infusion method. There are some risks associated with the draining. The ear may fill back up with fluid, and it may be helpful to have your vet recheck your dog every two to three days to see if the fluid needs to be drained again. In that study I mentioned, some pets treated with this method had recurrence of the hematoma within the first month, and the majority of those happened within the first few days from the first time that the hematoma was drained. Make sure you ask your veterinarian how soon they want to see your pet back to make sure that there's not fluid that needs to be drained again. The other technique for draining these hematomas is with multiple drainage holes. Now, this is a surgical procedure to help drain the fluid. While the animal is sedated or under anesthesia, small holes are made on one side of the ear flap so that the fluid can continuously drain out. And then suture is used to make stitches across the ear flap. This will promote healing between the skin and the underlying cartilage so that tissue can adhere to each other. After the procedure, a bandage is usually placed, which your veterinarian should change every two to three days for about a week, and then the sutures are left in the ear for about two weeks. Now, the benefits with doing the multiple drainage holes is there is a very low rate of recurrence, with only about 4% of dogs developing another hematoma after the first month. And most of the time, those small holes are well healed within the first week of the procedure because these typically heal well, there's usually minimal scarring of the ear after the stitches come out. And this gives us the best chance to promote adhesion between the skin and the cartilage because those stitches are holding these tissues together while they heal. Now, there are risks and drawbacks associated with multiple drainage holes. The cost and the anesthesia are two main drawbacks. Because hematomas often occur in middle-aged to older dogs, there may be risks associated with sedating or anesthetizing them. So you should talk to your veterinarian about how sedation or anesthesia might be tolerated by your particular pet. Anytime we use sedation or anesthesia, it increases our cost of treatment. And the skill of your veterinarian involved in creating those drainage holes and placing the stitches also adds to the cost. Overall, the long-term outcome for both methods is good. 31% of the dogs in this study had multiple hematomas or developed new hematomas. So keep in mind, this may not be the only time that your animal develops one of these. Dogs with allergies are at a much higher risk of developing multiple or new hematomas. And if you've got yourself a Labrador or a Golden Retriever, well, they are also at high risk. They are two of our most common breeds associated with allergies, so we have to be really careful with ear infections in these pups. Overall, surgical placement of drainage holes and sutures provides better resolution, but the drainage and infusion of steroids may be more convenient and cost-effective for some owners. The majority of dogs treated by draining and infusing a steroid need to be treated more than once, but only 2% of dogs need to be drained so many times that it requires switching to the surgical procedure. So now that you know the different techniques, talk to your veterinarian about which one they recommend for your pet and how to get the best outcome long-term so that you can prevent recurrence. Keep in mind, if there is an infection in the ears that caused the shaking to begin with, that also needs to be treated. And because one of the most common primary diseases to cause ear infections is allergies, and allergies are a lifelong disease, if you have a pet with allergies, it would be a great idea for you to find a veterinary dermatologist. And a link to find a veterinary dermatologist near you is provided on the website under the resources page. While you're waiting to get in to see your dermatologist, go back and listen to episodes one through eight of the Your Vet Wants You to Know podcast for more information about allergies and the different treatment options available so you're prepared for your dermatology appointment. I like to end each episode with a segment I call Scratching the Itch. This is a segment that is designed to highlight something, whether it's a website, a product, or a human interest story that just provides relief or makes you feel good. Hence, Scratching the Itch. For today's Scratching the Itch, I would like to highlight a product that helps with oral hematomas, and that's the No Flap Ear Wrap. If your animal has developed an oral hematoma and you are waiting to get in to see your veterinarian, do not hesitate I would highly recommend that you order a no-flap ear wrap because after the procedure, whether it's draining and infusing a steroid or multiple drainage holes with a surgical procedure, that no-flap ear wrap is going to be hugely helpful in keeping the ear pinned against the head so that it can promote adhesion of the skin to the underlying cartilage. This is an excellent tool for you if you ever find yourself in a situation where your animal has developed an oral hematoma. And if your pet has had an oral hematoma, I would encourage you to visit our Facebook group, Your Vet Wants You to Know, and share your story with the other pet owners there who are interested in more information about caring for their pet's health. If you found value in today's episode and you want more information about how to care for your pet's health, I would encourage you to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts so that you can stay up to date with the episodes. You're also welcome to reach out to me and let me know what you'd like to hear about. You can contact us through the website, yourvetwantsyoutoknow.com, Or follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Your Vet Wants You to Know, and reach out to us there. Thanks for joining. I look forward to your next visit with Your Vet Wants You to Know.